Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. C.J. Nikowski is a longtime former big league pitcher, Texas Rangers TV analyst, MLB Network radio host over on Sirius XM. He's on Twitter at C.J. Nikowski, and he's a busy dude, which makes it very cool of him to make some time right now, right here on this show cj what's up pal uh not too much bill how you been good buddy good good to hear your voice thanks for for squeezing us in a lot of, of news course. out of the the team you cover every day obviously max scherzer jordan montgomery coming in what do you make of the aggression and the moves for texas um we love seeing it obviously everybody uh in ranger nation is really excited about it you know depth is become really important to them they lost jacob Degrom. Uh, they lost Jacob Rizzi. Jacob Rizzi came in kind of as a depth piece and got hurt before the season started out for the year. Those were two big pieces uh, to lose. And I think they also understood that with Nate Evaldi, who's been fantastic, uh, thinking about Andrew Heaney's been pretty good, John Gray, all guys that went on the IL last year uh, and missed some you know, significant time. Um, and so they anticipated that likely would be the case, and so they wanted to build into that depth a little bit more, but not just any depth pieces, like some difference makers, and Scherzer and Montgomery certainly uh, are those guys. And so lengthening out, lengthening out the rotation um, certainly was a priority for them. Uh, the bullpen has been as well as they've added two arms in Chapman and Stratton. Perhaps they add uh, even one more, uh, but they really do like the offense. The offense has been great all year long. Uh, right now you have Jonah Heim and, and Corey Seager on the IL, but these moves were about making sure they had the depth to hang on, right? They haven't won a division. It's been a long time. I haven't been to the postseason in a while. This is my seventh year uh, working for this team and covering them on the TV side, and they've been a sub-500 team every year I've been there. And so they started to really kind of put the resources forward the last two years, and they sensed the opportunity. The Astros are still really good, but they're not the juggernaut they've once been. And so they have been in first place since May 5th. They want to hold on to that and not just get there, uh, but make a run in the postseason. And these moves are about trying to make that run. CJ, the, the AL West is, is really good. I mean, there are four really good, really good teams in, in that division. You, you mentioned Houston. Seattle is, is, what, four or five games over 500. The Angels have obviously played well and been in the headlines a lot. Now, the talk sort of nationally and here is whether or not the Angels should have moved on from Shohei Otani. They've obviously decided not to, not to sort of cash in. For for folks in Texas, was there a hope that they would go the opposite route and just move on from Shohei Otani to take away one of those threats, or, or were they not taking that seriously as a threat to what the Rangers want to do when all that conversation was, was taking place about Otani's future? So I don't think anybody's feelings would have been hurt if they moved Shohei Otani outside 
uh, of the division. I don't know if people really thought it was a possibility. It was really fun to talk about. Uh, but I believe if they were going to do it, that last year was to do it, the year to do it for the Angels, right, where you have a team that is willing to make the investment necessary to acquire Shohei Otani and knowing that they were going to have him for more than just two months. Uh, it didn't happen. I really didn't. I wasn't overly optimistic he was going to get moved this year despite how they were just kind of hanging in there and dealing with some other injuries. Uh, guys like Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, really key pieces. Uh, I never sensed that for Perry Manazzi and the general manager uh, with the Angels that he was going to wave the white flag and move on. He's just he's too difficult of a guy to try to trade. There are so many factors that go along with him that are, there's no other player uh, like him, not just the fact that he does both, and that alone makes it really difficult to try to match up uh, in a trade, but he is a true revenue generator for a team. And trying to pinpoint that down, and what does that mean for somebody for two months? What would the loss actually be for the Angels um, for a couple of months? There's sponsorships that come along with Shohei Otani uh, in your ballpark, an influx of fans uh, in an entire country in Japan now watching your games and trying to put a market value on that and match up in a trade, I think is a really difficult thing to do. And the Angels just were not interested in doing it. Um, as much as it's a more, you know, it's another team, as you mentioned, that's involved for the Rangers and another potential challenge, I think it is good bigger picture for baseball that he has stayed there uh, that they're going for it that they're trying to uh, get themselves into the postseason so uh, I don't think anybody's feelings are hurt um, it certainly would have been exciting but at the same time trying to match up with Shohei Otani and the Angels for a trade that actually made sense where uh, they felt like they were getting at least equal value felt like a near impossibility to me. CJ Nikowski it's a great point about the business aspect because I live in Manhattan Beach which is basically equal Bragger. distance to I mean, it's pretty good, right? It's nice. Uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> uh, it, it's also, it, on top of being awesome, it's equal distance, more or less, to Dodger Stadium and, and going to see an Angels game. And we've always gone to Dodgers games, and my son Henry is 11. And he wanted to go to an Angels game this year because he wanted to see Shohei. We saw him play. He bought his jersey. Now now he wants to go back. And so it's, we're one family. But to your point, yeah. he is he's 100% a pull for those of us that are not necessarily Dodgers fans but tend to toward Dodgers games where, where we spend our money. CJ Nikowski here on uh, here on the show. So so there's there's pressure on the Angels if they can if they can withstand it and if they can be successful to try and win to try and keep Shohei Otani. And obviously the, the Astros are closer to the Rangers than than the Angels and have a, mm-hmm. a, a track record of, track record of success. Any expectations that they'll try to to some degree in the next few hours before the trade deadline at six Eastern today try to keep up with or, or match what Texas has done and, and, and be buyers to some degree today. Yeah, you talking about the Angels buying? I think yes. Yeah. I think absolutely or uh, they are scouring and looking around. They've already been uh, somewhat aggressive. That's one of the things, if you're an Angel fan, that you have to like about this new leadership is that they're not afraid. And watching these last couple of years and the roster moves that they have made and adding pitching, being aggressive with their first-round picks, right? I mean, looking at a guy like Neto, who was their first-round pick last year and has already become their regular shortstop and has been impactful, not a lot of teams are willing to take those chances. So even within the organization, uh, they have taken chances, and absolutely I believe that they'll uh, look to add. Uh, they've already done it uh, a little bit here with um, the lineup and arms, and I think that probably uh, continues. At least the conversations continue, whether or not they actually pull something off uh we will see it's been a little bit of a disappointment for them um in the rotation i actually like their team on paper uh, but already bringing in now lucas giolito to go with shohei otani and get a little bit more out of tyler anderson he hasn't quite been the same as he was a year ago when they brought him in uh from the dodgers reed detmers like they probably have enough there if everyone does what they need to do um 
but a bullpen arm I think would probably make everybody feel a little bit more comfortable. I think Grichik uh, added to the lineup with C.J. Crone is probably all they're going to do offensively, um, but I, no doubt that they will be working the phones uh, until that deadline passes. C.J., we had a spirited conversation about an hour ago, a little less than that, about the Mets and the Padres and whether or not there is blame that can be that can be that can be um, that can be assigned to to, mm-hmm. the, to those front offices and, and, and the Padres in particular. The, the point someone here on the show made was everybody in baseball would have gone for Juan Soto. That it hasn't worked out over the last last twelve months doesn't change the fact that it was a no brainer. On the other hand, they're they're two what two of the three highest payrolls. They have been not awful, but certainly disappointing from your perspective a guy that played for a long time and has been an analyst for a long time what's the proper assessment of of the Mets and Padres and the job that they've done this year and what things look like going forward so I'd say this I think big picture it goes back to as much as it's fun to watch your team spend money uh, getting the right guys in there whether it's the right time of their career right chemistry guys I mean I'd even throw the White Sox in that category I know it's a little bit different on total payroll but they, they've spent and they've put together what looks like great rosters on paper and have not been able to get it together and contend and it's been fascinating to watch the Mets in particular just because they were in record territory with the money they were spending Mets fans were feeling like it's our time right we're no longer the little brother to the New York Yankees uh, we actually have the more aggressive owner we have uh, the owner who's got more money and he's a diehard Met fan and he's going to do whatever he has to do and it's gone sour pretty quickly right I mean the fact that they have struggled as much as they have have has been shocking quite honestly like I liked when they brought in Marte I liked when they brought in uh, Mark Canna I, I was a little you know lukewarm on how much they had to spend to get the top of the rotation that they did in Scherzer and Verlander not that we didn't like them as pitchers of course you do but that was some huge money how could you make that work and now the Rangers have made it work at a much more affordable uh, price for the rest of this year and next year uh, with Max Scherzer and so maybe the expectations were a little bit uh, too high you know chemistry is something that's really hard to put your finger on uh, but something just didn't seem right and you have some guys that they gave a lot of money to Francisco Lindor is an example that have not lived up to the expectations while they're in their prime years and so whether they go full reset um something close to it is probably going to happen if they were to do that if they realize that 24 is not going to be a competitive year and both Max Scherzer and Justin Berlander I think are seeing that and have kind of commented on it in you know general terms then you have to think about moving a guy like Pete Alonso you know Pete Alonso's got a year left after this year and they still haven't gotten him locked up it's got some pretty good value um, if you're going to go into a reset, you go into a reset. But it feels like such a disaster when you've had that big of a payroll and you're looking up right now at everybody else and realizing it's time to sell, it's time to subtract. Uh, we're six games out of a wild card. We'd have to leapfrog four teams to get there anyway. The Padres are right there. The Padres are only a game ahead of the New York Mets when you look at uh, the wild card. I think with them, though, I think they actually have a chance. You know, I looked at Josh Hader. I looked at Blake Snell like everybody else, guys that are going to be free agents at the end of the year, and maybe they should be thinking about trading those guys. Well, I just watched a three-game series, and they swept the uh, Texas Rangers, and you look down, you see all this talent pretty much everywhere. Lineup, defense, starting pitching, bullpen's good. I know maybe they feel it's a little light, but they just got Suarez back. Uh, That's a big add for them, uh, getting him healthy. It's a really good team on paper. Like, not much has changed. And before the season started, it's like, this team's going to be in the World Series. Like, they have a legitimate chance to be in the World Series. I thought the Blue Jays could be there right with them on the other side. And these two teams are fighting um, to get there right now. So I actually like the move. I think it's smart for for the Padres to go ahead and stand pat and run with your group. Um, because it, it's crazy. Like, I know you're in Southern California. They're selling out every night. They've already set a record for sellouts. They did it before the All-Star break, which was wild. And they have an owner who you know, realizes, I can't take it with me. 
So we're going to continue to go for this. It's not going to be perfect, you know, safe, responsible business practices. We're trying to win. This is my sports team. This is fun. And so while it's been somewhat of a disappointment, uh, I'll be interested to see where they're at at the very end. I think they're going to be close and knocking on the door of a wild card spot. And the Philadelphia Phillies can tell you exactly how that works. Last wild card team to get in last year, and they made it to the World Series and eventually lost to the Astros in six games. Great call. C.J. Nikowski here on the show. C.J., before you and I met each other at, at Fox Sports 1, I was a, for a long time a newspaper writer in Kansas City, and I wrote about everything, and I, I covered spring training and was around the Royals. I wasn't a beat writer, wasn't one of the guys like Bob Dutton that did it every day, but I, I really liked the Royals, but they were awful in my time there. Dayton Moore had a, I mean, it was a long-term five, six, seven-year teardown plan, but for guys like me who wrote about the 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 minor league, the guys in Omaha and, and that system. We sort of knew there was some talent years ago coming through, and they made a couple World Series. They won one. But it's a long-term painful process. When you look today, at, I think about that when I think about the Orioles and to, I guess, a degree the Reds or the Baltimore's bad for, for so long. Is that a, a reasonable model for some teams, for some markets in the, in the modern game to just accept the idea of being bad for a long time to build a farm system? If you can do it right and develop your guys – and do what Baltimore's doing, even if it takes years and years of pain to get there. It all depends on your market and their tolerance level. I mean, the Cubs did it, right? I know you're a Cub fan. They went through it, and that was pretty brutal, I know, for fans. But they came out on the other side with the World Championship, and it worked out well. Part of that also means sometimes you've got to leave a mess behind on the back end, right, depending on where you go. I mean, even using the Royals as an example, and, yeah. they, and they have this great run, and they say, you know what, we're going to do something we've never done before and give Alex Gordon a really big contract. And then that ended up being kind of a, you know, something that slowed them down in an anchor for a little while. And, and Salvador Perez is a guy who they've given a bigger contract to, and they've gone in the other direction. They love having him there because you know, he's a franchise guy. But you know, kind of going back to your question, I, I think it all, it all depends. Are the New York Mets fans going to be up for that right now? No chance. They're going to make it miserable. And if you're going to do it, you better do it right. And you even need a little bit of luck on your side. I mean, that's the other part of it. You know, the Houston Astros are a team that fell into that, right? They lost 100 games three years in a row. The three draft picks that they got first overall, only one worked out. It was Carlos Correa, right? The other two did not. One didn't sign because of a, they didn't like the medicals. And then the other guy, Mark Appel, just couldn't get it going and was out of baseball, and, and they didn't have nearly the luck or the success that the Orioles have had. Like the Orioles with their first picks, it's going really well, and their high draft picks. The Tigers, for the most part, they've done okay after years of losing and getting high draft picks. Um, and looks like they got some usable. I know some guys have injuries, but I think it's okay. We'll see another year or two where they really are. Um, you got to have a, a you know tolerant uh, market for it, and you're going to have to get a little bit lucky uh, in the process. Now I say that about the Astros. The top picks didn't go great, but some other ones did. You know Kyle Tucker, uh, Alex Bregman, guys that they were not number one overall picks, but certainly their own guys, and they've done a great job developing pitching. Uh, but the Orioles right now are probably the envy of the league. I know people will talk about the Rays at times being the envy of the league. The Guardians do a great job developing pitching at the minor league level. Like There's a lot goes on in the player development process. Um, but it, the thing that stinks about it is if you miss and it doesn't work out and Adley Rutschman turns out to be a dud or Gunnar Henderson doesn't develop the way you thought he could or you know we'll see on Jackson Holiday, he's the best prospect in baseball right now, all guys with – um, the Orioles, then it's like, man, what do we do? Because there's plenty of first-round picks that don't get it done, especially when you're talking first, second, third pick when you're a bad team and you're losing over 100 games. So it's not an automatic, um, and you've got to have an ownership group that's on board and is willing to let you see it through, and then you've got to make sure you've got the right people in place, and then you keep your fingers crossed that everyone develops the way you think they will. CJ, dude, you are so good at this. I love having you on. Appreciate you, buddy. And hope uh, just so you can watch some great baseball, the Rangers keep on winning the rest of the way. 
Now, didn't you're welcome. And didn't we say at the beginning of the year when I told you maybe the Cubs could find a sneaky way to get there? You and, did? You, know, you were encouraged by it. They felt they think they're going to fall a little bit short. Stroman's got to get it together. But every time I look at them and I see them close, I think of you, and I'm like, oh, man. I, and I think of me because I want to be right, but I don't think I'm going to be. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> going to be short. <laughs> at least it's more fun. Like, like it, not yeah. being humiliated as a, as a Cubs fan is its own kind of victory, to be yeah. honest with you. you know? They're close. They're close, and yeah. I think of you too because I, I I thought you were just blowing sunshine up my you know what, but nope, it's it's real. They're yeah. they're on the right track, pal. I hope so for your sake. I get a lot wrong. Don't get me wrong. I definitely <laughs> mess up. That one's right. If I get one right, I want. Hey, hey, I had that one. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm the same way. You yep. gotta you gotta you gotta pat the old back sometimes. That's right. Thank you, All buddy. Brother. Yeah, All brother, right, be good. You. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.